Marcus Sahaba, the voice of Ahl Sunnah wal Jama'ah. Nikaq de Masno, Duke del Kamarham, Nikaq de Masno, Duke del Kamarham, ye farma gay, Herasule mokaram, ye farma gay, Herasule mokaram, ye shadi hebeshak, Mohabbat kazina. یہ شادی ہے بے شک محبت کا زینہ باہاروں کی آمد صبا کا ترنم باہاروں کی آمد صبا کا ترنم نکاق دے مسنو دکھے دل کا مرہم یہ فرما گئے ہے رسول مکرم Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. This is the program, the marriage program, the bliss of marriage. We welcome all our listeners of Sirius FM and Mirka Sahaba, the voice of Ahlu Sunnah wal Jama'ah. The date today is the 6th of Muharram 1445, corresponding to the Gregorian calendar, the 25th of July 2023. Alhamdulillah, we have Mufti Abdul Qadir Hussain Saab Tamad Barakatuh. You can send in your questions to the number 084. 786-3132 Foreign country, you'll put in the code plus 27-84-786-3132 And inshallah, Mufti Saab will answer all your questions Let's welcome Mufti Abdul Qadir Hussain Saab Tamad Barakatuh Mufti Saab, Assalamu Alaikum Wa Rahmatullahi Wa Barakatuh Wa Alaikum Assalam Wa Rahmatullahi Wa Barakatuh Barakallahu Fikum Wa Zaid Khan Jazakallahu Khairan Mr. the first question that is posed, what is the reason for so many divorce rates? Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim, na'hmaduhu wa nuswalli ala rasooli al-Kareem, amma ba'd, all praise is due to Almighty Allah, the sustainer, nourisher and cherisher of the universe, peace, blessings and salutations be upon our beloved master and leader, Nabi Muhammad Mustafa Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Before I respond few announcements, inshallah, inshallah, Aziz, our tour to Durban will start today. And tonight, inshallah, Aziz, we will be there in Spine Road, the Jumma Masjid in Phoenix. First time in my life I'll be going there, inshallah. So Isha Salat is 7.15 and inshallah the program will start around 7.35, 7.40 live. And inshallah till 9 o'clock and then after that the programs will continue as normal, inshallah, Aziz. Second, we heard on the news this morning that three Palestinians were martyred today in the West Bank. So may Almighty Allah Jalla grant them Jannat al-Firdaus, grant their family Sabri Jamil, and every day read this two rakat salat. Ya Allah, protect the Haramain Sharifain, and Ya Allah, liberate and emancipate Palestine and Masjid al-Aqsa, especially from the Yahud. We know what is happening there, and you can see the big problem they are facing so inshallah victory will be ours sooner rather than later so everybody daily make it part of your routine that inshallah Aziz that you know we find that in our lifetime Palestine the entire Palestine is liberated inshallah 
And third one, still people are asking regarding Ashura and so forth. So in South Africa, Southern Africa, remember that Ashura is on Saturday and Friday night is a big night, the auspicious night. And those of you who are in other parts of the world, in Makkah, Mukarramah, Medina, Munawara, Aksar, Mubarak, and the Arab world, or you are in Europe, America, then Ashura is on Friday and Thursday night is the auspicious night. So we should fast Friday, Saturday, or otherwise Saturday and Sunday. And remember, if you keep Friday, Saturday, Sunday here for us in South Africa, that will be excellent. Then the other question always people are asking about the meal story. So remember that you feed your wife, children, all of them on Friday night, and that is at home, not going to restaurant and all these haram places and so forth. So halal and tayyibah is what happens at home. So all this, and it's a night of tawbah, the hadith in Tirmidhi, Taballahu fihi ala qawm wa yatubu fihi ala qawm in akhirin. Allah Ta'ala accepted the tawbah and repentance of a people, and Allah will forgive people in the latter generations as well. So it is night of tawbah, Friday night, the day Saturday tawbah, it's not time for party and have a big jaw and so forth and so on. So we need to understand what is expected of us. Okay, Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Why is the divorce rate spiraling out of control? You have to go right to the beginning to understand this. When that person went to selection of the spouse, if you take South Africa, you take Africa, you take the whole Muslim Ummah, the Arab world and everybody, 90%, 80%, nobody looks at taqwa and piety and good character and correct beliefs and so forth. The main criteria is mal and jamal. So when the ladies look for the boy and the male, who is the husband to be, what is his financial status? You come with a crock car there, or you're paying rental, or your wages are three, four thousand rand. They straight away, they'll tell you no. So the whole thing, the emphasis in most cases is on mal and wealth. And when you look at it from the husband-to-be, from the male side, then the entire, remember, concentration focus is on Jamal. How beautiful this lady is and so forth. Who's worried about whether she reads Salat or not, whether she will dress modestly or not, whether she has proper belief or she's got Shia beliefs or Qadiani beliefs or Agakhani beliefs. Very few, 10, 20%. So that's the first mistake we make. Second mistake that when the nikah is being performed, so now I'm performing the nikah, Moz, Ahid is performing the nikah, the swan is performing the nikah. So whoever, so we read certain verses. Every nikah you will find these verses are read. So this is called the khutbah. So before the khutbah, you have the khitbah. When both parties agree now they are going to get married, they take a promise, so that you call a khitbah. And during the time the nikah takes place, the ceremony, so we have the khutbah. Ya yuanna suttaku rabbakum alladhi khalakakum min nafsi wahida. Ya yuwalladhina amanu attaku Allah haqqa tuqati. Ya yuwalladhina amanu attaku Allah wa qulu qawlan sadida. If you look at each one of these verses, you will find a common thread, a common message, and that is taqwa. 
But who's prepared to practice on taqwa? We want to be part-time Muslims. We say Jumma, Friday, we'll become good Muslim. Ashura, we'll become good Muslim. Ramadan, we'll become good Muslim. 15 Shaban, we'll become good Muslim. And then other times we don't want to be. We want to enjoy everything the kuffar tell us we must do. So we see the TV, the internet, the movies, the Hollywood, Bollywood, all that is on all the time, most of the time and so forth. So what do we really expect? We take into a poison and expect health. It won't happen like that. So the vital ingredients for a successful marriage, remember, is taqwa and piety and the selection of the spouse. Then you will see how all Allah's mercy comes. Surah 24, verse 26. So the immoral woman for the immoral man and vice versa. The pure and the chaste lady for the chaste men and vice versa. So that should be our aim. And then if we have that, you will hardly find divorce. You see, you go 50 years, 70 years ago, there was hardly divorce. So remember, because people did not have the greed and people's income was halal. They were eating and consuming halal and tayyibah. Once you do that, then that will inspire, motivate you. Yeah, to do right as deeds. Today, if you look at the Muslim Ummah, by and large, the majority, our income is tainted, polluted. What we consume, Allah alone knows whether it's halal or doubtful or haram. And don't come tell me what your halal logos is. Everybody knows everywhere in the world that these halal logos are not worth the paper on which they are written. So when you just look for loopholes, then you will be incited, you will be inspired by and you will think that the vices are good. Allah forbid. So the, the Satan will beautify and adorn the wrong things and so forth. So these are the main reasons. And then we have to read our five daily salat, make our dua, ta'aleem. All these things are factors which will impact on your marriage positively or negatively. Muftisab, the question is, is it permissible to use the same pot to cook various types of seafood, example, fish and crayfish for people from different madhabs? So you must remember that in Islam we all are Muslim. So you know that the Shafi'is, Malikis, Hanbalis say that everything in the ocean is permissible and few exceptions they have. Like the Shafi'is say the frog you can't eat and you can't kill. And then they, the Malikis say the dolphins and so forth. And the Hanbalis say those things, the amphibians, you find them in land and water. So like that. But in general, crayfish and that is permissible according the majority scholars but Hanafi say the name is crayfish but remember that is not a fish according to the definition of a fish so therefore you know who your guests are so you might they Hanafis and so forth so finish then you cook that food there. so if they are Shafis and what and what and insisting they want crayfish and all that and you made that for them so that's fine there's no big problem in that and you got mixed and all that so how are you going to then you can't do that then so then you trying to make a mockery and play with the dean and all these type of things yeah. when the doctor tells you you can't have sugar then you will accept it when the doctor tells you you can't have tomatoes or you can't have red meat because of your gout and all that you will accept it so nobody says anything then 
So yeah, these are not ikhtilaf, these are not difference of opinion on fundamental issues. These are differences in secondary, subsidiary issues. And I gave you example from the Quran where Dawood was Sulaiman is Yahkumani Filhars. Allah Jalla Wala speaks about it one incident at one time. And Nabi Dawood the father passed the verdict. The son Nabi Sulaiman regarding the same issue passed the different verdict. Allah praise both of them. Both got knowledge, both can pass verdicts, but the greater one, nearer one to the truth and more impactful it will be and more correct or correct will be Nabi Sulaiman So therefore we must understand it in that light not to go play with the Sharia and look for loopholes in it. A person is seeking advice on singles who are looking to marry. So, very good. So you must start the procedure. You don't become like that person there and say, Yeah, Allah, I want pious children, pious children, but you don't even want to get married still. So you must start every day, read two rakat salat, and now after Zohar, after Maghrib, after Isha, whenever, tahajjud time, after Fajr, meaning Ishraq time, and so forth, that you read, you must remember two rakat salat. Kul ya al-kafirun, after Surah Fatiha, Kul wallahu ahad, after Fatiha, and then read, Rabbana hablana min azwajina wa dhurriyatina qurrata ayun. This verse is very, very effective. Remember that. So, Ya Allah, Surah 25, verse 74. Ya Allah, grant us such spouses and such children that are the coolness of the eyes. So, in that way, they, inshallah, Aziz, Almighty Allah will make it easy and you will get the good spouse. But you also must be very careful in the selection of the spouse. Don't make the first priority and the first thing the mal and Jamal, you have to look at the belief structure, you look at the piety first for bidati deen. Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam said you will be successful with deen. That the lady is pious and you marry her for piety, then inshallah when the children come all that come, they also will be pious. And you just married for the mal and the jamal after one year, five years, that way she's no more so beautiful. And the wealth, you know, Imam Abu Anifa used to say, Al Malu Ghaidun Raihun. People are millionaires in the morning and in the evening they are paupers. Or they are paupers in the evening and in the morning they are millionaires. So rags to riches and riches to rags. We hear about this so many a time. So therefore, that is what we should try and do. Read the Asma'ullah al-Husna. Allah commands us, chapter 7, verse 180. So invoke and call Almighty Allah by His wonderful, beautiful names. And then you go Jannah, man hafidaha, dakhalal Jannah. You buy a heart, you go Jannah. It mentioned in Bukhari Sharif, you look inside and read it, you go paradise, man ahsaha, dakhalal Jannah. Read, ya wadudu, ya wadudu, ya wadud. And inshallah, Allah will bless you with the saliha, with the pious and jamila, beautiful good lady inshallah Mufti Sahib, a person says now that Mufti Sahib warns us so much on eating halal and tayyab food also now that so much information is out about uh, about stunned meat we regularly get invites from people whom are we are not sure about their, their meat whether it's butcher meat or stunned meat should we accept the invite and have good thoughts about them but in our hearts we know that there is great doubt 
You must remember that is a simple issue. I'm going now to Durban. You must remember that 101 people will give me invitation. 90% of them, we, we say, no, we can't come because we got others. And everybody where I go to, we tell them from the day one that we don't eat all this meat that comes from this butcher and us and all the stunned meat and so forth and so on. With the problem with us is we worry too much about what people will say. We don't worry what Allah Ta'ala says. We're not concerned about what Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam say. You just take these three. Quran Sharif said, min You must consume that which is pure and wholesome. You must consume that which is, you understand, pure then you will do good deeds and so forth. So that's the first thing. Second one, you must remember our fatwa is very clear on this, that stunning is totally haram. And it is, you must remember, ta'zeeb is torture for the animals and so forth. Those chickens never saw sunlight in their life, you must remember that. And it's all to do with money, capitalism. Maximum amount of animals must be slaughtered in minimum time and so that you just eat. So why must you eat that when you got doubt? Did not Nabi alayhi salam's authentic hadith come? And it came regarding food. Sayyidina Hassan radiallahu, we all say we love Ahlul Bayt. But is this the love we just eat anything and everything? Nabi sallallahu alayhi told Sayyidina Hassan radiallahu and he was very, very young. And he wanted to take the date he found and put in his mouth on that you call Sababul Wurud. The reason why Nabi Salam uttered the following words. Then the Master Salam said, Leave that which puts you into doubt and offer that in which there is no doubt. Authentic Hadith in Tirmidhi Sharif. Third one, you must remember, you will get so many thousand fatwas this way, that way, all that. If a person has iman and yaqeen, firm conviction, then Nabi Salaam told Wabisa radiallahu and the hadith is authentic in Mustafa Ahmad. Istafti qalbak, istafti nafsak. Ask your inner self, ask your own conscience. Wa in aftak nas. Although people, you must remember, they give fatwas and so forth and so on. So you must tell them, you the guest, right? So you don't hear I announce on the radio that I say I'm going to go there, I'm going to eat pochi pochi akni. So why? So they must know that that is what I eat and all this type of thing. Now you're going to make five meals and three meals. I don't touch anything. So that is not good for you. It's not good for me. So remember that you are the guest and you must say this is what I eat and what I don't eat and so forth. So we have to worry about that. We don't have to worry about what people will say. That's a big problem we're facing nowadays. Mufti Sahib, a person says, please ask Mufti Sahib to make dua for my mom, Maryam Kara who is not well and she is rushed to Shifa Hospital. Allah Jalla Wala grant our auntie Maryam Kara Shifa a Kamil. Allah, she's gone to hospital, Mustashfa Shifa to the Shifa Hospital, so she'll get Shifa also, inshallah. All of you read Surah Fatiha abundantly. Read La ilaha illa anta subhanaka inni kundumina zalimin abundantly. And read Ya Salamu and give out charity. Dawu mardakum bisadaka. And the hadith is mentioned in the marasil of Imam Abu 
Dawood. So inshallah, Allah will give Shifa. And if she knows, if mommy knows this verse, or you know it, then read it and let her repeat it after you. Surah chapter 21, verse number 83. In the 17th Jews, 17th Supara, Anni Masaniya Durru. Ya Allah, this calamity, this distress, the sickness has afflicted me. Whilst you are the most merciful one to show mercy. Ulama have written that he, Nabi Ayyub salam, was ill for about 17, 18 years approximately. And he used to read this dua. And Allah, Jalla Wala, gave him complete shifa. And whatever he lost, his children, his wealth, and whatever, Allah gave him mislahu ma'ahu, double the amount. If he had five children, Allah gave him ten. If he had five million, Allah gave him ten million. You know what I'm trying to say? Everything Allah gave him back double the amount. So that is when we have iman, we have true faith and conviction, and we have yaqeen in the promises and confidence and conviction in the promises of Almighty Allah. So that is what is needed. And remain positive. It's your mother. Obviously, a mother has a special, special place. You must remember that when you speak of your mother then my mind goes straight to my mother she passed away in 1997 seven weeks she was in ICU more than seven weeks seven weeks and few days and not ICU in the ICU another ward special ICU or whatever they call it so that's where they kept her. but alhamdulillah they to give us free access and us and so forth and so on and when she passed away everything then you know janaza gusal kafan janaza the next day i went so there to thank them all and i said what's the bill give me the bill they said there's nothing they understand you don't have to pay anything so there's jg stadium hospital and whatever so 97 i said why he said no pensioner so i said very good so then whatever we want to give them we give the nurses and so forth so what I'm trying to say is this, that when you lead your life properly, then inshallah, Aziz, Allah Ta'ala will make life easy for you also and for the marhumin also, inshallah. So you must keep on, you know, making dua. Those of you who got parents alive, Surah 17, verse 24, Rabbi Rahamuhuma kama rabbayani sughira. Ya Allah, have mercy on my beloved parents as in the church me, trained me, coached me when I was young, when I was small. Today they got life coach. Half of them, yes, then will teach you upside down things. You don't see the LGBT movement. I told you last night that they got the book I Am Gay and they're introducing it in primary schools. So it will come to South Africa also. And it's got one chapter there, one section there, how to tackle Muslims and so forth. So we must think of all this. What are we? And we're paying thousands and thousands for education. That education, sometimes, I don't say all, but sometimes it's kufr, you must remember that. 100% something which will take a person out of the fall of Islam. And you must remember if they passed away and they're Muslim and mu'min, then Surah 14, verse 41, Surah Ibrahim, 
Rabbana filli wali walidayya walil mu'minina yawma yaqumul hisab. Oh, beloved Allah, forgive me. Forgive my beloved parents and the believers. The day the reckoning will be established. So all these are lessons for all of us. Mufti Sahib, a person says, my husband has double standards. He talks about Islam, but he watches movies every day and he loves the cell phone. So you must remember that there's nothing surprising in today's world. Today, majority of Muslims are like that. They are fence-sitters. You must remember that they use Islam's name when it suits them. And when it doesn't suit them, then they won't use Islam's name. Their idea and philosophy in life is Razi Rahe Rahman Bi, Khush Rahe Shaitan Bi. So remember, they want to please Lucifer, Shaitan, and they want to please Allah Ta'ala also. So Lucifer, Shaitan, Iblis, and his cronies, comrades will be very, very happy. Allah is not happy with that. Allah wants commitment. No, all this is like that chap there in Argentina. So, you know, they, they had a woman just come and men come. Nobody bothers really. They just think it's all. So I was there in Mada Plata. You see, the beautiful place like Durban, you know, and coastal city and weather same like Durban also. December, January is chocker block. You won't get placed there because thousands of people come there for the beach and what have you for holidays and whatever you tourists you know resort and whatever so there's one chef there he's from france white guy and he's talking to this lady so i see them every day he's talking so i asked him in ramadan that who's this lady he said no my girlfriend so i asked muslim he said no half muslim i told him i'm teaching islam 40 years you know uh, but i never ever heard the term half muslim what you mean by half muslim he said, no, Friday she come mosque and Sunday she go church, you see. Because they don't know anything about Islam. they all like new Muslims, you must remember. So I told him, see, it's Ramadan, and now before iftar, I'll give the talk, and me and you are going to make special dua. They had no half business, she will become full Muslim and all this kind of thing there. Then, mashallah, after that, I went four or five times, I can remember also. So, you must remember, I met him again. So, his name was Jamil. So, I asked him, what's the story now? Say no, full Muslim. I say, no, give me definition, what you mean, full Muslim? Because your definition and mine is very different. He said, no, now she no more got church, and she come here, yeah, she reads Salat and this and all that. So I asked him, did you marry her? So he said, yes. I said, who performed your nikah? He said, there's the sheikh. I said, all right, now you and your wife, you must stay together and stay together. And then you must tell her she must eat salat in the house. She don't have to come masjid and all. That is what Islam says. And you must read these duas. What name you gave? He said, Jamila. He's Jamil. I said, now very good. You see, that is how things are today. That people sit on the fence and they're guilty of committing a major offense. Therefore, Nabi alayhi salam taught us, Imam Bukhari rahimahullah has mentioned this in Al-Adabul Mufrad, and you will find it in other kitabs also. Allahumma inni a'udhu bika minan nifaq. Oh Allah, I seek your protection from hypocrisy. What you call just now, double standards, you must remember that. You will speak about Islam, give lecture on Islam, for that time they must they're not there majority of them you will see you go Cape Town you must remember was the Sheikh now the Sheikh come for Fajr so you must remember. majority of the masjid will have big problem so you must remember where's the Imam no Imam only comes all time or something like that Fajr time Imam also is sleeping obviously we don't say all 
but in many cases it is like that so that is all sign of hypocrisy we must remember Allah protect us start ta'alim in your house sister and take riyadu salihin of Allama Nawawi take fazail a'mal of Hazrat Shaykh Mulana Muhammad Zakaria Shaykh Radish Nawar Allah Marqadu and that is how you will change the scenario and situation with the help and mercy of Almighty Allah Inshallah we'll go for the break after that we'll meet you Inshallah Marcus Sahaba, the voice of Ahl Sunnah wal Jama'ah. Marcus Sahaba, the voice of Ahl Sunnah wal Jama'ah. Esteemed listeners of Surya FM and Marcus Sahaba, the voice of Ahl Sunnah wal Jama'ah, we welcome you to this program, The Bliss of Marriage. Mufti Sahab, the question here is My sister married a revert and took his surname due to marriage. She has now passed away. Can we put a maiden surname on her cover plate? <coughs> Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Yesterday, last night, mashallah, with the help and mercy of Almighty Allah, Jalla Wala, 189 people embraced Islam. You know, 102 were men and 87 were females, our mothers and sisters. So I slept very late last night. So we got a lot of messages and a lot of work also I had to do before I leave today and so forth. So nevertheless, one person was very sharp. He said, Mufti, he's speaking of yesterday now. They say it's 24-7. So we, Marcus Sahaba, we're busy 24-7. 189 people embrace Islam. 24 hours a day and, uh, and seven days a week. So Alhamdulillah, so people are, you know, witty also, and they got good answers there. See, uh, a lady, when you get married, whether you get married to a Muslim who's born Muslim, or you get married, you must remember, to a person who embraced Islam. you got three choices. One is you maintain and retain your maiden name. So that is totally permissible. Second one is you use his surname. You understand? So, but his surname might be a non-Muslim surname because he was non-Muslim and embraced Islam. So your name is Fatima. Your name is Zainab. Your name is Aisha. And now whatever it is, and now his name is Padiachi. His name is Naidu. His name is Ramsami. His name is Munsami. His name is Butalezi. His name is the Klek. His name is Mandela. You understood? Now on the grave, you want to put your maiden name. So that's fine. There's no problem on that. Third option will be that you combine both the surnames, double-barrel surname. You put your maiden name and your husband's surname. So all these options are permissible. But on the grave, meaning they were on the board, you want to put, don't you have to put long story, and they just put the person's name, and you keep your maiden name, You meaning that that is what is written there. So that's fine. There's no problem with that. It's acceptable. Salam, uh, the person says, Salam Mufti, how do I start Ta'alim at home? My husband is a new Muslim and I have two small children. My son is misbehaving a lot. He's seven years of age. Yes, if you have to make time, you must remember these things here. Yeah. Go study one book there. It's a pity people don't know Arabic. He's our Ustad also, Sheikh Abdul Fattah Abu Ghudda Rahimamullah. Allah honored him so much that he loved hadith and he made khidmat and served hadith. He passed away in Riyadh and in Saudi they don't allow, but for him they made exception. So they brought his body from there, Riyadh to Medina and they buried him there in Baqi. 
Although there's no real virtue like that, but still it's an honor in this sense that the government allowed him to do that. You must remember that. And, you know, maybe he made dua and so forth also. So all these things here. So he wrote the excellent book, Qimatu Zaman Indal Ulama, how the ulama, they appreciated time. First Quran, Wal Asri, that we must appreciate time. Wal Fajri, Fajr time. So Allah is telling us about time so many places in the noble Quran. Hadith Bukhari Sharif, Habibuna Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Ni'matan maghboonun fihi ma kathirun minan nas. Two bounties, majority of the people, they squander it and they waste it. As-sihhatu wal-faraq, one is their health and one is their leisure time, free time. We just kill time. And the hadith in Bukhari Sharif. Abdullah, now we Quran and Hadith and Sahaba, now you come. So Abdullah the Mas'ud is written all day, you can see it. Then Abdullah the Mas'ud, when the sun used to go down, his face used to change, meaning he used to get concerned and worried and somber and serious. Students ask, what happened? See, golden answer. Naqasa fihi ajali wa lam yazid fihi amali. We're still in 1445. The new year has just started. Today is the 6th of Muharram. So who will see the end of Muharram? Who will see 1446? We don't know. So, naqasa fi ajali. My lifespan is shrinking. Walam yazid fihi amali. And my righteous deeds are not increasing. Allama nawawi rahimahullah. Now we come to the awliyaullah. So he used to have one meal a day. And he never got married. I'm not suggesting we mustn't get married. I'm not suggesting we mustn't have two, three meals a day. I'm showing to you and highlighting to you that how they appreciated time. He said, I don't have time to eat. And I don't have to tell me about marriage here and so forth. And he passed away at the age of 45. Such a legacy he left behind. Till today we use his books and all that. The Arba'een Fatti Ahadis collection of, of Nawawi, Riyadu Salihin of Nawawi, Muslim Sharif, the commentary Al-Minhaj, the whole Fikhu Shafi'i is basically Allama Nawawi's works, you must remember that. So the A'lamun Nas bi Madhabi Shafi'i Ba'd al-Imam Shafi'i. After Imam Shafi'i Rahimullah, he was one of the greatest jurists and scholars. So to say we don't have time, time is what you must make of it. Every day, how much time are you spending on the TV? How much time are you spending on the phone? How much time are we spending on haram activities? And then we say we don't have time for ta'aleem. So five minutes, ten minutes, so in 24 hours, how we can say we don't have time? Our children, so not only you giving birth, our mothers gave birth, grandmothers gave birth. My mother-in-law had 11 children. So which one today got 11 children? You will hardly find anybody like that today. Very few examples, but they would use their time correctly. They would give orientation, direction to the children. Some are hafiz, some are ulama, and so forth and so on. So you, O oh mother, and every mother and every father, you should read this dua. Surah 46, chapter 46, the beginning of the 26th supara, Surah Ahqaf. And verse 15, 1, 5. The verse is long. Look in the middle, you will find it. 
wa aslih li fi zurriyati ya allah bring about reform piety goodness in my progeny in my children story time you see in south africa you know we got clowns working half the places you understood so one bridge it needed repairs so they put a big boat there so they rode there instead of bridge they rode their bride they left out mr g so now from bridge it became bride so they rode their bride under repairs you understand it's supposed to be bridge under repairs they rode their bride under repairs so you always get one you know sharpshooter so he went there and he said what about the groom so no, he's gone to the panel beaters. Why? He's beyond repairs. You see? So so that is our problem today. That we don't want to solve the problem, but we instead of solving the problem, we become part of the problem. So beyond repairs, you see, like that. So you both must put your heads together and say, no, we're going to work on this marriage. We're going to save this marriage. Today, today, this morning, you know, I'm inundated with Allah's help. One lady says, I don't know that how my husband must give talaq. Or the brother says, he doesn't know how to give talaq. Show me. So I said, I show you nothing. You go make your marriage work, you see. So why we must show them how they must give talaq and so forth and so on. Our aim must be to make the home, not to break the home and so forth. So you must make the time. And how you got time to speak to this one, that one. And you know when a woman, they talk, then they can't stop on the phone. They'll speak for one, one hour, for half an hour. I get tired in two minutes and three minutes. So they can get tired. So therefore, you must have a timetable. You must know exactly what you are going to do at this time and that time. You will achieve maximum amount in minimum time, inshallah. A person is asking, can we in South Africa keep the Ashura fast on Thursday and Friday? So you must remember that if you want to keep Thursday, so Thursday is Sunnah. And if you say Ashura, you want to keep but Ashura, yeah, you must remember is on Saturday. So you can't call it Ashura. So rather you keep Friday and Saturday. So in that way there, then both will be done. So the ninth will be done and tenth. And if you got that in your heart, that no, in most parts of the world, Friday. So you you keep fast Friday. So there's no problem with that. So instead of keeping Thursday, Friday, keep Friday and Saturday. So then you got the best of both worlds. Mufti Sape, a person says, my sister-in-law is a hafida, but she gossips all the time and makes fitna in the family. Uh, you must remember that she's a hafiza of the words, but she's not a hafiza of the meaning and so forth. So if she is gossiping all the time, then you must show her the Quran. She knows the Quran. Surah Hujurat, chapter number four, 49. Surah Hujurat, chapter number 49. What all Allah says? That, Don't make but and backbite of one another. Do you love that you eat the dead flesh of your brother? You hate it. Then why are you doing all these type of things here? Yeah? So remember all Matilla says, Fear all Matilla. So what is Ghiba? Zikrul Aib in the Ghaib. So when the person is not there, then you start Zikruka Akhaka Bima Yakra. 
Nabi alayhi salatu salam said, you speak of your brother, your sister, certain things which he or she will dislike and so forth. So therefore, we should be very, very careful about these issues. And Almighty Allah has mentioned this in Surah 49 and verse number 12. So that is where you will find it. In Mishkan Sharif, I just give you one hadith. Nabi alayhi salatu salam said, Al-ghibatu ashaddu min zina that sometimes in certain aspects not totally in certain aspects ghibat backbiting gossiping scannering is worse than zina and fornication adultery in zina Adam and Eve were that male, that male and female both are prepared and I want to commit the crime they're happy Allah forbid that's how they commit the crime Allah protect us and in ghibat the one party is happy the other party is not happy so therefore Islam said that Imam Abu Hanifa used to wear a ring. On that ring was engraved Jirmuhu Sagir wa Jirmuhu Kabir. The size of the tongue is small, but the crime it commits is big. Yes, but you must know what is ghibat also. If you study Asma Urijal wa Nisa, that the reporters of a hadith. So you go and ask Imam Bukhari, you go and ask Imam Nasai, you go and ask Yahya ibn Sayyid al-Qattan, you go ask Yahya ibn Ma'in, you go ask this one, that one, Ibn Hajar Asqalani and that. What you say of this Rawi, of this reporter, sometimes they write there who are Dajjalun. They say he's a Dajjal, you see. They will say that he's Ruknun min Arkan al He's one of the pillars of lies. Who are a Da'ifun, Da'ifun Jiddan. He's very weak. So all that is not ghibat. That is to protect the deen of Islam. So you must remember that. So today when we say that these people, they did this, they did this, you don't call that ghibat. You are protecting the ulama. You are protecting the ummat from the harm of such people there. So that is not ghibat. We should be very clear on these things. Mufti Sabe, a person says hair salons have closed in Afghanistan. But Mufti Sabe, one lady was cutting her hair, shaping it for her husband to impress him. And that was for Muharram also. And the oppressive Taliban came and closed the store. What about their jobs now? 60,000 will be left jobless now. I'll come to that just now. One issue I just want to speak about the previous question. If the lady, you must remember, has this, you must remember that, you know, habit, male or female, have the habit of ghibat and dust and backbite or any bad quality. And they really want to make islah. You understood? You want to bring about reform. You want to better yourself. People have that. They know I got my weaknesses. You got your weaknesses. We all have certain weaknesses. Now we want to become better people. So what should you do? You see Nabi Sulaiman alayhi salam. He's a Nabi, a messenger of Almighty Allah. Chapter 35, verse 38. Almighty Allah showed us the dua he read. And Rabbi habli mulkallah yambaghi ahadim min ba'di. O Almighty Allah, Jalla wala, that you give me and grant me that such a magnificent kingdom that it will not be given to anybody after me. So Almighty Allah, Jalla wala, gave him that. You must remember that. So all 
Almighty Allah is teaching us that he, Nabi Sulaiman alayhi salatu salam, he begged Almighty Allah, chapter 37, so that is, you must remember, sorry, chapter 38, so chapter 38, you must remember Surah Saad and verse number 35, so chapter 38 and verse 35, so he said, Rabbi, Rabbi khfilli wa habli mulkalla yambaghili ahadim min ba'di, so Allah Ta'ala gave him but now one day these horses and all of them they made his zikr his salat and all that they delayed it so what he did he said bring them back here bring all this back one tafsir of it is this he took it he slaughtered the whole lot he said you cause all my problem here and all that is better I don't have you so you call that in our terminology ghira so chapter 38, Surah Sword and verse 33. So if you now want to really better yourself, make Islam of yourself, so every time you make ghibat, every time you read Salat late, every time you do this, so impose a fine upon yourself, 50 rand, 20 rand, 100 rand, according to what you can afford, and then see in one month, in 40 days, you'll be 100% straight. But you need to be sincere in that. You see, you sister, you brother, you must remember, and the word you use, oppressive Taliban. So you must remember this. So the Western media will always point them and paint them in a bad negative light. Why? Because you must remember 20 years war and then the Taliban were fighting them. How many countries? 48 countries. They don't have one plane. They don't have helicopter. They don't have, you must remember, you understand, arms, ammunition, like how the opposition, the coalition has. After 20 years, they thrashed them, they whipped them, and they had to put their tails between their legs and run from there. Trump said, you know President Trump, he calls himself President Trump. So President Trump said, Donald Trump said, the worst defeat in the history of America was the defeat there at Afghanistan. So you get in the picture. In 20 years when the Americans and their cronies, comrades were running the issues there, the affairs there, so they couldn't control the poppy seed and they couldn't control the heroin and all these things here. In one year, the Taliban did all this. I give you this week. What's today? Tuesday. Go to your news. There, UK news, Britain news. I forget that guy's name because all these guys' names are difficult. So you must remember a member of the Conservative Party, Sunak and them are Conservative Party, the ruling party. One of the white guys, the politicians there, he said Taliban are doing very well. He praised them. And then they all clamped down on him and said, how can you say this? How can you say this? And so forth and so on. So then he had to apologize. But the statement was made and not by some Changu Mangu, some ordinary guy. This is a big shot politician in the parliament, in the conservative party and so forth. Now we come to your question. First of all, I'm asking you, sister, for ladies to cut hair is permissible. I'm asking you. For ladies to cut hair is permissible. That is haram in Islam. So you must remember when Satan, Lucifer, Shaitan was expelled from Jannah and Paradise, then he took various oaths. Surah 4, verse 119. 
I, Satan, Lucifer, will command them. They must change the creation of Allah. Islam says that the men must have big, big beards and the women must have long, long hair. Go open Musnad Firdaus of Daylami. When you have the big, big beard, the malaika and the angels, they make dua for you. Subhana man zayyana rijal billiha. That everlasting glory, perfection to Almighty Allah, who adorned the men with the big, big beards. And the women must have long, long hair. One nisa with the wife. So now you are in that frame of mind that your name is Maryam, but your thought process is just like Mary. Your name is Bilal, but you think just like Bali. And that is the majority of the Ummah today. Their thought process is gone already. They can't think like Muslims and so forth. They think just like the non-Muslim. So now you are saying the oppressive Taliban did this, the oppressive Taliban did this and so forth. So in Islam, that when women are going to break the laws and you know that the styling and cutting and all that is not permissible. So did they do something for, good for Islam or they did something bad for Islam? So the Western value system doesn't work in Islam. See, one person said something very good. Why they want to impose their value system on us? We as Muslims say, we must practice on Quran Sharif, on Sunnah Mubarakah, the Sahaba radiallahu and what they taught us, and according to the Uliyaullah and the four schools. But we are not allowed as Muslims to impose our system on the non-Muslim and tell them you must become Muslim, you must do this, you must do this. La ikraha fiddin. There is no compulsion religion that is for non-Muslims there. But they want to impose their value system on us. So you see, and then the Muslims want to defend that. So it shows how we suffer from the inferiority complex. White is right and West is the best. That is the big problem that we're having nowadays. Muftisab, last question. A person says, a jahil says there is no proof in Quran for women to grow their hair. And further, he says that Nabi Sallallahu was a mercy for all. So how can African women grow their hair? So you must remember that one is to shave the hair is haram. Nabi alayhi salatu salam's hadith, Naha Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi sallam antahlikal maratu ra'asaha. Nabi sallallahu alayhi prohibited, you must remember the woman from shaving the hair, authentic hadith in Sunan Nasai. Leave the African woman, you, Indonesia, I studied with them, Malaysians, Indonesians, in Karachi, and so forth and so on. So what we see, many of them, naturally, their beard don't grow. So obviously, in Islam, Islam is not going to tell them they must go get a false beard or something. So it is, لا يُكَلِّفُ nafsan إِلَّا usaha. So you must remember Surah 2, verse 286. Allah has not burdened any person, but according to his ability and capacity. So for women to shave their hair, cut their hair, trim their hair, all haram there. So what what you imitating? You're imitating the men, which is haram. You're imitating the kafir, non-Muslim culture. So that is haram. You're imitating fashion. So that is haram. So how can you justify it and so forth? And you got the big mouth to say where in the Quran it is. So I'm asking you where in the Quran it is written. You must read Zohar, Salat, four rakats, Isha, four rakats, Maghrib, three rakats. Are you circumcised? You the brother. Where circumcision is written in the Quran? Show me. 
So you must think properly before you speak. Quran Sharif says, Surah 16, verse 44, وَأَنزَلْنَا إِلَيْكَ الذِّكْرَ We reveal to you, Ya Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, this reminder, so you will explain to them in detail what was revealed to them and so that they wonder and ponder and that elaboration expounding and explaining is also wahi and revelation chapter 53 verses 3 and 4 so you seem to be a very apologetic person and you are overwhelmed by the western culture the haram decadent satanic culture we have our own system Allah Ta'ala accept us all Assalamu Alaikum Wa Rahmatullahi Wa Barakatuh Wa Alaikum Salam Wa Rahmatullahi Wa Barakatuh Marcus Sahaba Online Radio Empowering the Ummah